Hi everyone and welcome to our day off. This is a podcast produced and edited and recorded by me and joined by many wonderful strangers and friends. The first one being Miss April here. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I am um, April. I am 40 years old. I am a English as a second language teacher. I am a mom of two kids. I'm also a wife and uh, Anglophone living in Montreal for the last 20 years. Awesome. Where are you from originally? British Columbia. Cool. Cool. So today, first topic um, that we're covering in this series of education, we're talking about school in the time of COVID, in this pandemic. So um, I am currently a university student and I did a semester during this whole situation. Finals were interesting to say the least and you are a teacher. So do you want to share how how this topic feels for you? How you relate to this topic? Okay so I'm currently in the we're at the very last week of our uh, Zoom schooling. Okay. This is week 11. There were the first two weeks where we were kind of waiting to see what we were doing. So okay, we've been doing almost almost three months of Zoom classes with our students. Okay, that was a piece of bread. <laughs> that was a ball. <laughs> oh, and if you didn't know, most of these are outside. So there's skateboards, there's acorns falling, and bread and squirrels and wind. So I teach currently grade five and six at the primary level. I also teach kindergarten, uh, English as a second language. So it is a French uh, private primary school in, uh, in Cartierville. Okay. So it's not a huge school. So this, the issue that a lot of people were talking about online was um, some students did not receive any work and parents were upset about that. Uh, if it was a public school, some of the principals told their teachers not to send anything because not every student had access to a tablet or a laptop mm-hmm. or a computer to actually do the work. Right. And we are also told that none of the work you were sending was supposed to be graded okay. or to count for term three. Okay. So how does that work? Because since you're teaching grade six particularly... How so, does that work for admissions and all that? So government exams were cancelled okay. for that. That's for all of grade six. Okay. Uh, high school as well, I believe. So students had their acceptance letters for high school already. Okay. It was conditional upon their passing marks of term three, which what we're going to be doing now for the report card is basically a pass or a fail. Okay. Interesting. But not based on the work that we've given the last 11 weeks, but what based on what was done before. the rest of the year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it, it was similar for me. Um, we had the choice between having our grades for the final exam or choosing a pass-fail option. Um, I chose to have my grades because I just felt like I would rather get my full credits and, you know, get the highest GP because obviously you know it's a little bit easier the final exam when you're doing it online for various reasons 
but (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so I mean it was interesting to say the least we started off um with I think it was like a week off where we didn't have any classes um and it was just it was overall quite a stressful time especially in the beginning um because professors were not you know they didn't know what exactly was happening no one really knew what was happening um for a lot of people this was the last semester where they're graduating you know it's like determining if i i need this class to graduate or i need Um, I need this class to, I don't know, stay in good standing or whatever it may be. So I feel like in a lot of cases it was very stressful in the beginning. Um, Once classes did start on Zoom, I was trying to attend all of them, but to be honest with you, it really wasn't helpful in the least. (laughs) It really wasn't. I had um, two classes that were on Zoom. and the professors really were not there for you the same way as obviously, you know, you can't see them during office hours, you can't do a one-on-one Zoom with them, you can't ask them a question, or you can in the, in the chat, but, you know, it, it, you, can't, you can't even really follow, to be honest. Um, so everything was basically done on our own, which was, I think, the hardest part, um, was just to catch up on this, catch up on stuff that we've never learned before, um, big topics, you know, in university more so than in secondary from what I remember or even primary school it's really it's dense especially in a science program like I am it's very dense it's not a guarantee either that your teacher is going to be following the textbook if you're going to rely on the textbook oh absolutely I think even for just classes that weren't during (laughs) coronavirus uh, in a lot of cases I mean I don't know about other people but I don't buy the textbooks I just don't bother because it's just either they give us a copy on the slides or um, or we can just find it online you know um, the only reason I would buy it is if there's a code we need for a website that is part you know two percent of our grade or whatever it may be but yeah I mean it was it was really tough to try to learn everything on your own especially university level stuff that like you know you read a word you don't know what it means you need that explanation um, so the p- support was definitely not there like it usually is. But generally, I felt like, obviously, the final exam was was easier in terms of, at least for one of my classes, which was a lab, it was easier because all they would do is give us a photo of a slide. We would have to label it, and that was that. Was that. Whereas in the lab, they're testing, you know, how you adjust the microscope and what, you know, pipette you're using and what your skills are and stuff like that, which is... A lot harder to to do than just you know label the slide. I feel like nobody <laughs> was ready for any of this. I, I think now going forward many schools and my school included is going to be ready to have the possibility of having half the students and posting videos and having that communication. Oh that's with right students. you're gonna do half half? I think it's or? going to be half because we still I don't think it can, we cannot have full capacity class sizes unless a lot of things happen during the summer. <laughs> okay. What, the hardest part, I think, for me, and a lot of other teachers with children, number one, was we were in limbo as to when we were going back to school. Okay. And 
if that was the case, my husband works in a pharmacy, so he's an essential worker. I'm an essential worker. I have two kids, four and just under two. Oh my god. And our daycare wasn't open yet. So I was like, what am I supposed to do with my kids? I can't bring them to work. My husband can't bring them to work. Right. Uh, he has elderly parents. It's not safe for them to be taken care of. And my kids are too, too yeah. young. They're too rambunctious. Uh, so the daycare dates and the school opening dates were never coordinated. Uh, and then, again, for primary school t- teachers, it kept shifting. So like the entire month of May was like an extremely stressful period. I was thinking, I'm going to have to quit my job. My husband's going to have to take off all his vacation dates to take care of our children. Yeah. We're going to have to hire a stranger to come and take care of our children. Like, what other possibilities are for me to go to work to have maybe a handful of children? And they were telling me as well that English class has been cancelled, so you will have to teach French and math. Okay. And I didn't even know which grade I was going to be assigned. Maybe not Do even students I've ever met. No, of course not. Oh, so you would just be teaching math? Yeah. Casually? Like yeah. Oh, okay. Right. So <laughs> what? Like, you're bringing me in, and I have to, like, bend over backwards to find someone to take care of my kids so that the and we didn't know how many people were going to send their children okay so we were the principal was preparing for like worst case scenario it's going to be all of the students and there can be a maximum of 15 per class which means we need double the amount of teachers and double the amount of class spaces the gym was going to be divided into curtained off areas Wow. I mean, curtained off areas, like not even a curtain. Yeah. So there's no gym. They had to stay and eat their lunch in that space. There's a schedule for leaving um, to go to the bathroom. There's a schedule for arrival and departure that were staggered. Oh, wow. So And it didn't, didn't actually... And then it didn't <laughs> end up happening. So like a huge waste of resources absolutely including all of all of the schools who were gathering masks gloves purell all the stuff that should have been actually allocated to daycares so that daycares could open so that people could go back to work that way yeah it's just i i feel like nobody i mean how could we be prepared for this but at the same time with the government was there never a contingency plan for anything ever happening like this yeah like they it's it's questionable doing it yeah like as they go learning as they go i kind of expected a little bit more other provinces from the beginning they said we're not opening until september yeah only quebec that was like yes it might be April 30th. It might be this. It might be this. Uh, 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 okay, actually, no. Yeah. I kind of knew from the start that it wasn't going to be. I didn't know that my university would be doing the whole fall semester online. Oh, so that's confirmed. Yeah. Oh, shit. And it's like, so I'm paying full tuition for 5% of what you use, like 5% of the effort. Do you stop? So the whole lecture <laughs> by your professor is not done on Zoom? It is. I think it's going to be. I hope that they're going to do something more they could better than before. Do, they could definitely set up virtual uh, Zoom uh, office hours. They probably could. I, I'll, they we'll have to see how it, how it goes yeah. down. Because <sighs> oh, it's just like, it's so stressful. I don't. 
I don't even know it's I have to work obviously to pay for school I have to work to pay for rent I have to work to pay for food now I have to be going to half-ass school and studying for full exams because you know half-ass school means full exams and harder exams yes. than in class because it's online so they can cheat and so now I'm going to make the question like one paragraph long but give them one minute to answer that like stop you know it's it's just it's too stressful so I don't know exactly how this is going to work hopefully they're going to do better than this past semester because it was a complete mess no one no one knew what was happening um I decided to not take any labs this semester because it doesn't make any sense how, how can uh, they even offer them they can't I know well, I think maybe they're going to put up some videos or something, but it doesn't do it justice. Especially for give, us, it's like this someone is... a CPR certificate when you've never seen them do anything because they watch someone else perform CPR. Exactly. Like, I got an A in a class that obviously the whole time I had been doing labs and they were graded, which was something, but my final exam tested me on just basically knowing what an organism looks like and being able to label it not my actual practice skills in the lab which is what I would be doing if I got a job in this field it's like yeah it's a bit of a shit show yeah it really is <laughs> and that seems and I was talking to my husband about the fact that in Sweden they didn't actually shut everything down but the economy is still suffering almost as badly as ours so we're like well what what did they do differently and why we're going to be analyzing this for a long time to come see Absolutely. how different countries did in terms of education in terms of attitude in terms of social distancing i'm so fucking sick of that word by the way social distancing it's the worst and if someone tells me to keep washing my hands and keep my distance i, I feel like barfing every time someone says it's that. on the radio constantly oh, it's on the news constantly that's just it's horror and i mean i'm an essential worker so and I work in a, I, I mean, I'm a supervisor in a grocery store. Yes. You can imagine what I have to deal with on a daily basis. Um, you're not too mean as well. Um, like, I'm sorry, you know, I work. So obviously I had, um, one of my colleagues was, was near me and I was, you know, showing her how to do this. And she's like, you're not two meters apart. I'm like, if we're not two meters apart, you know, if we were two meters apart, I couldn't show her how to do this. She couldn't serve you. So the line would be going down this aisle and you would also be complaining, you know, it's just, I feel like not only has this been just a complete disaster, I feel like people are taking it, I don't want to say too seriously. I understand why it's important to keep your distance and, you know, not be all over everyone and wash your hands. It, this is just common stuff. What, you didn't wash your hands before and now you're starting? <laughs> you Come can't, on. You couldn't sneeze into your elbow before. Exactly. Like, you're just licking all yeah. public surfaces to begin with. Exactly. So, yeah, there's this weird, there's this weird limbo gray area now where some things are starting to open. Yeah. Like, two weeks, it was ten days ago that the playground opened. And oh. I was like, oh my god. It's like, no. So besides the fact there were like millions of kids on it, there's yeah. no way they could keep apart. So they've actually abolished that. They're like, we're not going to try to keep kids apart because A, daycares are open now. Okay. And that's so not, they are. Okay. not practical. And same with the playground. You can't, 
But at the same time, you can't sanitize you, it. You like can't sanitize it. You can't ask kids to stay apart. But you can, if the parent sees that it's like a million kids already, you have to maybe wait. Exactly. But there's this. We're we're afraid and we're trying to do what we're supposed to do, but everybody's interpreting it so differently, and that freaks some people out who react like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think. Are, are your kids back at daycare now? They just started uh, last week. Okay. Yeah. And how's it going? Good. Are they? How is it? How is it working in the daycare? Because you know, school in the time of COVID, daycare so, in the time of yeah. COVID, it's all so the same. So they have maybe they they will have this in school. They have an app. Okay. So you select your children and at what time you will pick them up, and they have them ready, and they bring them to the double doors to okay. drop off your kids. So no parent is allowed inside of the daycare. Okay. So you're not touching any surfaces, you're not walking on anything, so there's a door and a, a second door. Okay. So you go in the first door, use this hand sanitizer, you ring the bell. Okay. I already know, because you said on the app, so they got them okay, dressed. Okay, so they know exactly. They bring okay. them to the door, and you pick them up, and you go out. And okay. there's only one entrance and one exit. Before you could enter the front or the back, now it's just one. Okay. They're wearing uh, visors. They're like the... Workers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're not wearing gloves all the time, but they're yeah. wearing them when they need to, I imagine. I don't know what's at, what, the, what activities they're actually doing because okay. my daughter is like, crap, she can't remember what she had for lunch. Okay. So they're like, did you guys go? They go for walks. I don't think they go on the playground. I don't know about that kids. because today... I've seen a lot too. I was recording a... Hers. Okay, yeah. not hers because I was recording a podcast there earlier at the benches there and I saw like... The, with the little play whatever yeah. suits yeah. and they were all on the playground yeah. I was like, oh, fine That's at cool. the same time like <laughs> how can you not you go kids are gonna walk. get bored yeah so uh my youngest daughter and my older daughter would usually be in two separate groups if we asked them to be together because they've been okay. together constantly for the last three months and that way they don't have to be worried about keeping their distance which i don't know how right. much they're asking to keep distance and i don't expect them to so eventually, like every week, they're adding the percentage of their capacity. Okay. So it will go up by the end of the summer, then it should be, like when school starts, it should be at 100%. Okay. I, I think that makes a lot more sense than the primary if they're going to do half and half. That means that parents will have to have their kids home half of the week. And it might yeah. be on a rotating thing. I don't know how many people can do that with their jobs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, it's, it's, like, it's very Oh, you tough. at school yeah. three days this week and two days next week, and then it will switch. I don't think many jobs are that flexible. Well, and especially now that everything's opening back up, I don't know that everyone's going to be so accommodating to these types of weird... Like, you know, you're opening everything up. At this point, it's just like, just open it all, you know? Well, that's... Yeah. If you're going to open it. If you're going to open the... The, the playground you might as well open the school yeah well that's a bit different though too because they share a lot of objects and like pass if you're yeah. thinking of like how do you pass them paper because you have touched it yourself and you can't actually physically go to each person and pass because you're too close which means oh, that's true yeah it's like a so like okay so you would have to really think about all the photocopies for that entire day and put them on their desks before they arrive can't share a dictionary but with even someone. Then, you can't pass someone a pencil. These are all stuff I hadn't even thought yeah. about. Yeah, well, we had to think about this because we 
we're ready to go back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's the same issue. It's just that it, even if it's half of the students, it's still half of the students. You still have to think about uh, my issue. I'm like, okay, in the hallway. Like, well, it's okay if you're passing each other. It's if you're standing next to each other for more than 15 minutes. But you would have to do one direction as well. Yeah, yeah. There okay. Be arrows, and there's like a waiting line for the bathroom. So. Wow. At first, I feel like everyone was really just terrified by the whole situation. But now, I mean, I don't want to say if you get it, you get it, but it's almost impossible to follow all of these rules that are said to um, protect you. Do they really protect, like wearing gloves is not going to change anything if you don't understand cross-contamination. Right. And, I can, I can assure you that many people do not understand that. You know what annoys the hell out of me? People who drop their gloves on the ground. Who's oh. supposed to pick those up? Yeah. Or at the bottom of my recycling bin, because I live on Sherbrooke, yeah. there's masks. I'm like, thank you so much. Yeah. So I use my gloves, pick those up, put them in my garbage, take those gloves off. So yeah. that's my one use for these gloves. Thank you very much. Picking yeah. up your crap. Yeah. Because you can't, you're wearing it, so take it on your person, yeah, wear it until you get home, and put it in the garbage. Yeah, Is that too much to ask? In the parking lot, it's everywhere. Gloves. It's just disgusting. I'm so disgusted with humanity in these regards about, I can protect myself, but I'm so selfish that yeah. I cannot think about anybody else getting contaminated and someone else can pick up the garbage. Yeah. Who? Who is supposed to pick up the, oh. The mom who's trying to play outside with her kids because we don't have a backyard, we don't have a balcony. So I'm picking up the plastic and the gloves so that my kids don't pick them up. Yeah. Ugh. I guess this just amplifies selfishness. It does. And, it's like everyone just, for themselves. Everyone for themselves in terms of hoarding. Yeah. Or people who get upset, like waiting in line, uh, who can't wait their turn or can't figure out what distance is or can't stand on a piece of tape yeah where they get upset with employees who are asking them to wear a mask yeah you like just these people who have been working this whole time you've been working this whole time yeah. my husband is a pharmacist technician he's been working the whole time people get mad at the employees and like yeah you could just not come in you know you can order, especially, you could order online, you can ask someone to pick, you can get delivery. What you cannot be is to be a jerk to the employee who's implementing these rules. Yeah. It's like, it's for our own safety, for you to be able to get what you need. People, do, I mean, I could go on a whole rant. Right. Well, but. and then I would say too, like, I would say we have to look at the percentage, like we're talking talking to my students about the protests after George, the George Floyd situation yeah. and people are saying oh but they you know people damage property like are we really saying <laughs> for the percentage of people who destroyed property yeah compared to the people who were protesting peacefully yeah like that's not the point of the protest and that's not the majority exactly. so we're saying I think most people in this situation have acted responsibly and most people yeah you know put their own gloves and wear, wear them once and you know throw them away properly so you have to consider I think that we've done pretty well yeah but then you have you always have I mean in the best of times you have people who litter in the park yeah. so I guess it really just change like I said amplifies you yes. know 
who you are as a person, how, you know, your values and yes. just how you were raised and how you raise your children and all this stuff. Well, it puts you in a bubble, but it also puts like an injection of pressure in there too. Yeah. So I think people, I mean, tension was definitely high. So for sure, for sure. When people would go to go do their grocery stop for their week, they would get paranoid about other people who were not as vigilant. Yeah. And then you could see people snappy at each other. Yeah. Well, this is all the time we have for today. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. And um, if you had any last words, if a hundred million people are listening to you, what would you say regarding this topic or not? Just something about... Just think that I, humanity is responding to something that's unprecedented. And I think that we're all trying to do our best. And I hope that we will maybe think about each other a little bit more but I think overall we've we've done quite well and hopefully this won't happen again but if something similar does at least we'll be a bit more prepared and I know better as a society great thank you so much for the insight thank you so much April for joining me so this is the episode the first episode of this season and many more to come on um, school in the time of COVID So thank you so much for listening and tune in for the next episode.